When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Congratulations to the White Sox. Three Silver Slugger Awards. That's impressive. Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, and Tim Anderson all being awarded in 2020. Thank you for putting on the Windy City Podcast. My buddy Seth Marks is coming up. Some diehard radio people might remember Seth from way back in the day. Uh, adjourned from radio to corporate America and now is on Real Housewives Utah, a true Chicagoan. We do a, a deep dive. Seth on the show is in the middle of a separation from his wife. So I had to get Seth on so we could do a little, just a discussion on marriage and life and journeys. Uh, so this is a little bit different coming up. But let me start with the White Sox and interesting stuff today from Tim, who I asked him, have you talked to Tony LaRussa? The answer, no, Tony hasn't called, and Tim is waiting for Tony to call him. Interesting, right? You would think that that might have been the first call that Tony made. Uh, let me call my best player, my team leader, one of my best players. I can hear you, White Sox fans. He's not the best player. Okay, fine. You want to say Jose Abreu is the best player or even Yohan Moncada? It's a good problem to have, right? I mean, you got a gold glover and rookie center fielder, Luis Robert out there. We've got uh, silver sluggers everywhere. The White Sox are loaded. But I asked him, like, hey, how do you feel about Trevor Bauer? I'm in. Bring him along. We like competitors. But Tim is not going to be doing any recruiting. Interesting times on the south side. And a lot of love for Ricky Renteria. They had a Zoom call with Tim and Eloy. And both, you could just see, the amount of respect and appreciation that they had uh, to Ricky, who they'll miss in the dugout, but they both understand that, uh, hey, it's about winning and baseball's a business and things happen and you move forward and here comes Tony La Russa. And Tim said multiple times that he's excited about learning from Tony La Russa, picking the brain of one of the greatest managers in the history of the game, 76 years old, three World Series, 99 wins, 90 win, 83 win teams, all winning the World Series with Tony, the 83 win team, 2011. That's a hell of a way to go out. And now coming back because he wants one more shot at it and, of course, knows he has a great chance to win a World Series with the White Sox. Uh, before we get to Seth, I want to just step into some Bears thoughts. Uh, number one, Hampton OB, which I do on the radio side on WGN, is 7 to 10 every Tuesday night. Those guys are absolutely and have been beside themselves on Matt Nagy and his play calling. And I think we all see that it's just not his cup of tea. He's not an offensive genius. But the Bears' offensive line is so damn bad that it's hard to judge anything right now, right? I mean, if you can't protect... Foles is going to look bad. David Montgomery's had his moments, but, I mean, the Lord knows how good of a running back he could be if he actually had some support. Allen Robinson looks like he was losing his mind last week. So the Bears are in a tough spot right now. But I just think it's very clear with Matt Nagy, and OB brought this up on the radio, and I think it's a great point. He wants to be friends with all of his players. 
He's big on the friendship thing, which is, I guess, more the speed of today. But you also have to have that fear thing going on. And I just don't know if players fear Matt Nagy. Look at what happened with Javon Wims. Would he do that on a Bill Belichick team? My guess is no. So there's there's something missing over there right now. I think that's obvious. And I think part of it is just a little more stern, I'm the coach, you're the player, I'm the parent, you're the son, you're the daughter, energy that the Bears are missing. We'll see what they do against Tennessee this week. All right, let me bring my guy Seth in here. Real Housewives Utah. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about being your best. This is a little growthful, zen-like conversation, uh, a lengthy one. So I hope you'll stick in there and uh, get something out of it. Uh, the Windy City Podcast with a special edition tonight. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, bro all right, I'm bringing in my buddy Seth Marks, who I've been begging to be a regular on this podcast for like three months, and you've just been too busy to do it, which has been hurting my feelings, Seth. I mean, I've we've done we did radio together in '98. We've always had a bond. You 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 spotted me at a Moody Bible with my tape recorder. You 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 rescued me into the naked truth about sports, and I've been begging you to do the podcast, but you're. You're just too busy to make a regular commitment. So I'm, I'm glad to have you here tonight as you are about to make your national TV debut, so to speak. Great to be here with you on the Windy Mark. It really is. I'm a big fan of yours. I've been following your career. You're uh, a true inspiration, a guy who stayed true to his dreams, never gave up on the radio, sports broadcasting dream. And I, I really, I, I say this because I, I listen to you whenever I can and, I know you're coming from, from, from the heart. You're genuine. You're not, you know, when you're on the radio, I feel like you're just talking to me. It's a, it's a true talent. It's kind of like how Gene Greco used to be. <laughs> well, he used to be. He's still in there. You know what I was doing today before our call? Because I've been, uh, like, election night, I couldn't take it, right? And so... I rewatched Bears Saints for a little bit. Then I couldn't take that. And so then I dialed up game one, 1989, Eastern Conference semis, Bulls, Knicks, Patino in the press, Cartwright a Bull, Oakley a Nick, Jordan playing point, registering a triple double. And I was so damn happy. It was, it, I, I'm, I, and I was late tonight calling you because I'm still in the fourth quarter. I've gone through the whole game, two-hour and 23-minute extravaganza. I highly recommend it. Is it John Starks, Nick's era? Right no, there? no, no, pre-Starks. You got Johnny Newman, Trent Tucker, Mark Jackson, Rod Strickland, uh, Oak, Ewing, Kenny Walker. I think Sid Green, former Bull, is on the bench. I caught, I, I'm 99% certain that I saw Sid Green around the huddle standing there. I, 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 I just, 1989 Bulls next is so good. YouTube it, get into it. But okay, more importantly than that though, Seth, you are going to be on Bravo and Real Housewives Utah. Is that right? 
That is correct, Mark. You know, my vulnerability on full display. uh, You know, I... Uh, I've never seen a Bravo Housewife episode in my entire life. My wife, you know, told me that she, because we had a home, as you know, we have a home in Utah. I was working full time in Utah and she has a, a, a uh, her business based in, in Park City, Utah. And so she, uh, you know, said, I, I, we may have a chance to get on this Bravo reality show, Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I, you know, a supportive husband. Uh, granted, when we interviewed for that show, uh, things were, you know, pretty good, pretty good, as good as I guess a marriage can be. And six months later, when they picked up the show, we were full-blown separated. So it definitely created some complications as we are like, separated when filming began. And, uh, um, you know, it was uh, a very tough time in my personal life and uh it, to, to then have cameras in your face while you're trying to work on a 25-year marriage to either save it or dissolve it with cameras everywhere was it, it was uh I mean I honestly if I, I try to be, sit on the 50-yard line with an objective view I, I happened to see the first episode they released it early of course it comes out this Wednesday I believe it airs at 9 p.m. Eastern on Bravo on 11-11 this Wednesday. Um, and it, it's uh, hopefully inspiring to people that are going through uh, relationship issues with their significant other. Because I, I was going through a fucking hurricane. How come, you didn't, how come you didn't bail? Like, yo, sorry, we're separated. I am going on a TV show with my separated wife. I I held out like Al Harris and Todd Bell, right, uh, for a while. They wanted me to sign a waiver. I, I held out. that They started filming, and they said, where's your husband? Episode, You know, it's like, where's your husband? And I, yeah, I, I negotiated the waiver. Uh, you know, these, these waivers can allow – basically gives them full authority to make you look like a complete buffoon. And, and, and what I mean by that is they can show the back of your head and use words you said from another scene and drop them in on that scene to create drama. Uh, but what they didn't know is they didn't need to do that with me and my wife because we were oozing drama. So from what I saw, the first episode was completely accurate. Were you trying to entertain when you were doing it and, like, score points? Like, if I say this, they're going to have to love me on the show because that's what I would have been doing. I will say that, you know, Mark, I I love uh, when things get incredibly heavy and emotional and for me that I find laughter and humor truly to be the best remedy for that and – uh, so I would say I was trying, you know, a little harder than normal to make uh, the four cameramen that you don't know are there, right? But I can see them because they're filming. And I uh, was trying to get those cameramen to laugh on numerous occasions um, to break the tension in the year. Uh, with me and my wife, were separated trying to reconcile on a reality show. Like, that's uh, – you don't see that 
that often, right? It, it, so, do you guys say it on, on on TV like, "Hey, we're separated right now. We're trying." I mean, it's all out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It is insane when I look at it in hindsight that I signed up for this and signed the waiver, uh, given what I was going through in my personal relationship with my wife of twenty five years. So yeah. It, it's all out there. It's empty neck syndrome. And, you know, I have three kids and they all left the house. And, you know, when you now are just, it's just one-on-one again. And um, our one-on-one was a disaster. So kind of a standard husband and wife who's lived through their kids for 20 plus years. Now they're gone and all right, it's just me and you and, you guys got a lot of ground to cover to get up to speed with each other. And the easiest thing to do is to avoid. Nobody avoids a relationship like I avoid a relationship. So I'm saying this with no judgment whatsoever. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I get, I get Mark, as you know, I mean, that I'm, I, I get so in, enveloped in my work, just like you do. I mean, here you are at nine uh, fifteen on a uh, Thursday night. And you're in the studio doing a podcast, and so I got so enveloped trying to be a great, you know, entrepreneur to provide for my family and be a great dad. And then you got to be a great husband. Those are three full time jobs, right? Three full time jobs. There's not a lot of folks that can be really great at three things. Um, and so something had to give and I didn't realize, you know, lesson in hindsight in how important communication with your partner is and being attuned and having that empathy and all that stuff that you, uh, that you learn sometimes later in life. Cause I had my head down working as hard as I could being a dad as hard as I could in really didn't work hard on the marriage, right? You take that marriage for granted and it will, you know, it, it, it just breaks a little every day and you don't realize it. And when the kids leave the house, if you're not working on your marriage every day, which I did not, it is going to break and our marriage broke. And, you know, it's just a great lesson and you get out what you put in and I didn't, you know, do the amount of work I needed to do. And I don't know what she would say, but I don't, I don't, I think it's mutual quite frankly, but I'm not sure she would say that too, but I'm not, I could have been a better husband, but I was too busy trying to be the best entrepreneur and dad I can be. And I had to give up a little bit on being a great husband in hindsight. So I, I, you know, and then let me, let me jump in here and just tell you that no one gets 100% of the blame. You each own your 100 you each 100% own your 50%. She's in it with you too, man. If, 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 if she wanted more from you, it was on her to get that and vice versa. So I'm not going to allow you to blame yourself for this on this podcast, Seth. That's not how we roll on to Wendy. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I mean, I, and I agree with that. I like that term. You own 100% of your 50% when you're in a partnership That's like exactly that. That's exactly right. So, is that did you hear? Where, is that a, did you just come up with that right out of uh, Planet Uranus, or is that something you heard? Or because if not, you need to like trademark that. Uh, yeah, no, that is. I've been doing growth work for the better part of a decade. Uh, I have learned that one along the way, along with a million other things that I'm 
very grateful for have learning. But you got to own. You have to one hundred percent own your fifty percent, and that's it, because that's what that that's why they call it a partnership, which makes it fifty fifty. So, yeah, yeah, and I and I I love that. And you know, I was never a therapy personal development guy. I kind of let my intuition guide me a little bit. Too much bravado to say I need therapy and I want to do it. And you've been talking to me for years about getting involved in the personal development stuff you're involved in. And I was like, ah, I don't need that. And then until you're in the thick of a crisis, um, you know, it, it, I, I, I embraced therapy and, and I embraced personal development. I'm, I'm now as obsessed on personal development and reaching my potential personally as I am being a great entrepreneur and being a, a great dad and trying to be a great husband, you know, but you have to understand that there's a whole world of, of resources available to you through that whole, you know, through personal development and therapy. And I, I, I recognize that and I embraced it and I, and, and went through a lot of therapy. I'm happy to say, and not to, you know, and it was incredibly helpful. Do you regret being on the show or no? I'll tell you after the last episode. <laughs> you know, it, okay. I, it'll see how they portray me, you know, that you're at the mercy of these editors and, and, and you know, um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't regret anything I said or did on the show, but we'll see if they twist it up a bit and, Okay, make so make me look like a buffoon or not. So you're you know, so you're actually like legit concerned as to how it's going to come out. You and you don't know. No, no. I, like I said, I, I think it's eleven or twelve episodes, but uh, the first one I did see, and I could stamp it and say that was real. That was authentic. They didn't twist me up, and what you see is is real. I did try to be real. I mean, I, it's I I it, they they. You're there. They're throwing cameras on. You're doing. They're in your house. You're going to dinner. They're they're filming you at dinner. They're you know, and they're gonna get the real uh, McCoy. And I think a good uh, editing team, a good production staff is gonna, if they're committed to their craft, they're not. They're gonna try to find those real moments. And and I've always kind of, you know, shunned reality television i love the first ever reality show which is professional sports right way before bravo there's nothing like the drama of a of a professional sports game right so but there's no bigger sport than than life right i mean life is the ultimate sport and we can choose to try to get better and put the work in to reach our potential in the game of life or we can get complacent and 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 not grow and reach our potential and unfortunately sometimes it takes uh a crisis or some level of trauma to absolutely give you that proverbial cold shower uh to 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 recognize hey you know i could this is a moment right now you know when you're feeling that pain that we feel in relationships if you have the awareness to recognize that as a opportunity to grow and get super introspective on yourself, which is what I ended up. I just, 
I peeled the onion back on myself so hard and intensively that, uh, you know, I, I'm thankful that I had that level of trauma to wake me up to get higher on the mountain of personal growth. I really am. And I never thought at the moment it was happening that I could say I would be, but I could not be where I am today if I didn't go through that, that, that personal trauma and, and relationship trauma uh, is, is a real thing. I, you know, I don't wish it upon anybody, but if people go through it, I think it's an, it, it's the greatest challenge you'll ever have. And if you rise to it, you will come out the other side at a level you don't even think you're capable of. Right. But if you, like you said, if you own, whether it's a 50%, hundred percent of the fifty percent, but you just own it, and know you can't control the other person. And you know, there's so many things that I learned from going through that, and then to have the Bravo Network on the Housewives be in your face during that moment of your life. I'm not sure Bravo will ever capture a couple like that <laughs> in the timing that this happened. Uh, Seth Marks on to Wendy here. He does not do Twitter. He does do Instagram, Seth Stock, S-E-T-H-S-T-O-C-K, and you're always giving uh, inspirational stuff on there. And by the way, if you follow Seth uh, on Instagram after listening to this, we will get you a DeWindy City t-shirt. Not that any of them are made, but we will get them made just for somebody who, if they write at you on Instagram, at Seth Stock saying, I heard this podcast, we will get you a gift. I I promise. Um just wanted to see if this is, uh, you know, we're getting some resonation out there. Dude, you just named a huge thing. When you're in the moment, when the fear comes rushing in, and that's when you want to run more than anything and just get away from it, if you can talk to yourself and actually say, all right, about to grow right now, and I'm going to approach whatever is bringing the fear right at you, and you just step into it, and you come somewhat close to being your authentic self at that time and get the learns from whatever happens, that, my friend, is a huge move, and that is personal growth that is going to bring you greater happiness, and that's why you do it. I, no question, Mark. I mean, I, I, in hindsight, emotional pain, which is, in my opinion, way way more intense than a physical pain and is is really a signal and it's it's emotional pain um is a time like you're saying you you really when you realize it's happening uh it's a signal right for an opportunity right no pain no gain but it's a real thing and and if you if you can recognize it when it's happening uh, you will come out of it a better person and you'll be at a higher level of thinking, your perspective changes, and you're just in a position to grow. You know, it, it's no different than being in a weight room physically um, and, and, and putting some muscle on your body, but this is now emotional muscle. Um, but you have to be vulnerable and you have to be truthful with yourself. Right. I mean, that's super easy to say. Right. To, to actually know yourself and take a deep breath and let your defenses down and not come out like a pit bull trying to fight off whatever 
attacks, triggers are coming at you and actually take a deep breath and be like, well, what actually is going on here? And why am I so charged by this moment? And where's my empathy? Um, all that's huge. And then, by the way, you just took another step towards being more yourself, enjoying yourself, happiness in theory on the rise and, um, confidence, all of it. It's, uh, it's a hell of a game. It really is. For me, yeah, in the game, the game, what is winning? Like you're describing the path to happiness and being yourself, right? You compromise so much in a relationship. And as the relationship grows, you, you know, the more, if you get in that pattern of compromising, 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 and, 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 and then, you know, your peace, your, your inner peace, to me, what is winning is, is getting to that inner peace where things you can't control don't bother you, right? Because when I look at the things that bothered me and do bother me still to this day are things 90% of the time I can't control. And when it, that strength and awareness to recognize you got to let that go, you can't internalize those things. To me, that's inner peace, not giving two Fs about things, people, what people think of you and things you can't control. That's the level of inner peace I'm working towards. I'm closer to it, right? But you still can get rattled. It's easy. We're all human. We're all human. We all have feelings. You use the word empathy. I never used that word until I went through this and really understood. Attunement and empathy, right? Attunement and empathy. Just trying to understand the other person's point of view. And you can't control that. But once you understand it, which takes a lot of work to get to, then you can make clear-headed decisions. And I think most relationships... You, you are you, you you have these traumatic events that really create the you know the 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 uh, crisis that we're talking about, and you make a decision when your emotion is at a level you should not be making decisions. And I would say that you know um, that was the biggest learning for me is I I'm still climbing, climbing, climbing to get to a clear level of thinking. And, and, and you'll see that on the, on the show. Um, every episode I got, I think I became, you know, they started filming right when we got separated basically. So, you know, we got separated on the damn show. <laughs> yeah. There was, a, I think the first episode was right before we got separated. So man, I'm at the peak of my emotional trauma and then we get separated and now here I got this Bravo. I can't bail on the show, right? I, I signed up for it. I'm a guy like if you sign up for it, whether it's a pop Warner, uh little, you know, a football at, at, at nine years old or, or a Bravo reality. show, I'm going to finish it. And I put myself out there. Uh, I hope, you know, what I was hoping that other people going through emotional, uh, relationship trauma that you know they they can put in the work so they can come out at a better place through that process and it is a process there is a process that we're talking about that it's so easy to just tap out and not try to understand how you got to where you got to 
and really do that introspective work that you talk about a lot, the personal development. It's super easy not to do that. And I didn't, I wanted to quit that show numerous times. Why do I want my separation, uh, you know, on full display for, for, for North America? And, and, but I stayed with it. I'm, you know, I feel good about it. Um, I think a lot of people will think I'm a total ass. Um, but you know, I tried to be myself and, and it was therapeutic in the end. Um, which sounds crazy to be on a reality show and think it's therapeutic. But for me, it was, um, I don't know, you know, how I can articulate that, but it was in a weird way being on a reality show in the peak of my emotional, my, my relationship, uh, trauma was, was therapeutic. Cause I think I was more mindful of what came out of my mouth because I knew there were cameras there. But they're definitely going to be bleeping out a lot. That's for sure. Couple things that are resonating with me here, and then we'll 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 let it go here. I, I, I'm hoping people are following along in the conversation, getting something out of it. And thank you for, by the way, for putting on to Wendy. This is a little different one today with some relationship uh, talk, which is highly enjoyable for me and for I'm sure for Seth and. He, not everybody likes football. Not everybody likes basketball, hockey, whatever. But you know, whether you like it or not, we're all playing the same game called life, Mark. And that's true. I think, it, I think it, you know, uh, it is. It, if you have the mindset, it is a game, and you want to win. What is winning to you? Winning is different to everybody. For me, it's happiness and inner peace. It's happiness and inner peace. Why are we uh, going to get up every day and not try to be happier? Not try to find inner peace. To me. It's a gift. The game is a gift, and we're all blessed. Those that us that are, are are still in the game, living, right? I mean, it's let's play it. Let's play the game to our best of our ability, and it starts with recognizing that we all have room for improvement personally. Yeah, and celebrate your wins out there when you have a big day, when you get an accomplishment at work, when you have a great moment with your wife, partner, whatever, your son, your daughter, your friend. Or if it's just by yourself, celebrating wins is important. I, you know, one thing that you said about compromise, Seth. Wh- I think it's very important. Like compromise is huge. You're in a partnership; it needs to happen. But you also have to have a very clear line of what your drop deads are. This is who I'm about. This is what I am willing to do. These are absolute no's. If you want to be with me, this is how we're going to roll. And if they don't, then you've got to be comfortable enough to be by yourself and take another shot at it and get somebody who will play on the team that you want to play on. Because if you're just always compromising and bleeding and, and you don't and you're not actually yourself, then you're gonna you're gonna end up presenting and that quote unquote happiness thing, which I kind of get triggered by that too because it's not like you ever get to do the touchdown dance and now I'm happy for the rest of my life. Like it doesn't work like that. That's not how life is. <laughs> you know, there's there, you don't there's no end to this. It's a lifelong journey, learn and grow. And you have moments along the way where you should where you should celebrate the shit out of it. But like actually moving through emotions of joy and okay, okay, now I'm crying and now I'm back to being, now I'm smiling and now I'm pissed and now I'm like, that's the win. You know, there's no, it's not like, okay, I finally, I got it. And now I can just chill. It, it, that's not, 
That's not it. I think that's what we were taught, too. Like when you're done working at 65, you can retire and sit on the couch, and then you can play golf, and you'll be so happy. No, that's not, that's not true. It's, it, it was a lie, which is cool, by the way. Like, what do you, I, I think for older people, like if you're in the 60 to 90 year old range and you're listening to this podcast, which is highly unlikely, but just in case you're out there, like you're in your third, third, hopefully you've made some dough and you can do whatever the hell you want. And how do you want to, how do you want to live your days and give back? You don't want to hang out on the couch all day long, right? I mean, get, keep on contributing, giving value, getting something. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to be about. Damn it. No, man, that, that absolutely. And you are about that. You know, you're not uh, a guy that is talking about it. You're living it. Like I said earlier, when we've known each other a long time since high school and when we reconnected and you were, you know, an up and coming sports broadcaster and here you are 20, 25 years later, still doing it. Right. A lot of folks give up on their dreams because they end up compromising due to a relationship where they, whether they get married, whatever the dynamic is, but you end up compromising and then you're on that path. You just described that, Whoa, I got to get to retirement so I can be happy. Right. Retirement. You know, and you, and you're just compromising so many good days, hours, minutes, doing things you don't want to do being someone you don't want to be. And that, you know, I think if people can can get ahead of that and not have something, some great painful uh, uh, crisis or trauma wake them up, you know, even if it's the, the one listener to this podcast or if it's just you and I coming away from this podcast, just reassuring ourselves that, yeah, we, we are committed to not getting on that, that the masses of the asses path where, okay, 20 years from now we can then – try to be happy you got to do it right right now if you're on if you're unhappy in your work i think you 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 need to find a way to to find something you love to do you know as a father uh i and and on my instagram really it really started because as my kids left the house you know how do you communicate with them you know they, they these kids leave the house at 18 years old the brain does not fully develop to 24, right? That's a scientific science. That's a fact, right? The brain does not fully develop to 24. So when you're parenting, your kids are leaving at 18. How do you communicate with them? For me, it was Instagram. So I'm, I'm, I'm literally just saying things I've learned the hard way almost every single time and just putting those messages out for my kids to learn, which the number one message for me is, is, is what we're saying is, do not compromise on your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. The minute you give up on your dreams, you've given up on yourself. And you're living, you're living a life uh, that, you know, is that it, you just get on that, that masses of the asses path and you just become another number, another number. And, I, you know, I just, I don't want to be that. I know you don't. And uh, it's, it, it's uh, it's easier said than done, right? Because you you get in a finance, you, you get in a lifestyle like I've fortunate I've been fortunate to you know climb the corporate ladder over my career, and you know have, start get into a lifestyle that costs money to maintain, and sometimes when you can't necessarily just drop and go chase a dream if you don't have the income 
to keep your lifestyle up. So you got to, it's, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. But the message here is if there's any youngsters that aren't married yet or that are in a tough marriage that I think they got to look at that relationship and not be afraid to get out of it. And I would also throw into, I'm not exactly sure how you teed it up, but lean into your hungers. It's not just whatever, you know, chasing dreams or whatever, but you, you have like, you have a a desire for certain things. Like, I think it's beautiful that you wanted to connect with your kids. So you started doing Instagram. That was a total lean into like hungry to be seen by the people that you care about most in your life. And you leaned into it and you, and you're out there giving messages. So, you know, acknowledge that they're there, which is super confronting and just, you know, you, and be willing to put it out there that you want something. A lot of people hide away from, you know, going for things because, you know, maybe you won't get it or whatever, but like, we're all hungry for something, connection, affirmation, security, a zillion different things, but actually like allowing yourself to lean in and be like, I, I am fucking hungry for that and I'm going for it and I, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. If I don't, it's going to hurt, but I'll be okay. Uh, it's a great game, man. It's a really good game. I, I, uh, I appreciate all the conversation tonight, Seth. And by no, the way, it's a, yeah. this is, again, I mean, to me, this is super therapeutic because you're a real, like, inspiration, truly, Mark. I mean, you've been doing personal development work, and, and you've also, you know, been leaning into what you're hungry for, what makes you happy. And I know you got married in the last year, right after what, uh, 20 plus years of bachelorhood and finding that partner that you want to share your life with. And so you, I know, you know, it's, it, it makes it, it just, you know, now you gotta own your 50%. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, um, uh, sure. I'm, and, and I'm, I'm, yeah. And I had huge judgments on myself for waiting that long and I'm fucked up because I am not married and all that type of stuff. My advice on that one, whether you get married at 22 or get married at 45 or get married at 65 for the first time, whatever it is, you got to marry yourself first. If you're looking for somebody else to fill up a hole in you, it ain't going to work. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting up whatever the partner is for failure. You better fall in love with yourself first and your own company and live in your life for you before you start jumping in with somebody else cuz otherwise it's just it's destined to be either a miserable or and 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 last or c fail or b fail marry yourself baby fall in love with number 1 then you can then you can attract exactly who's supposed to be with you on the journey that is that is so um that is this gold that is gold um and that is it sounds kind of crazy, it, 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 you know, and on the surface, it almost sounds selfish when you say that, you know, marry yourself, you're number one. But uh, I mean, it, 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 it is true. I mean, your relationship with yourself is, is the most important. Nothing works until you, you know, have your relationship with yourself is, is you can't bullshit yourself. And I think I've been bullshitting myself for years and, you know, now I'm recognizing what I want out of life. And, I, you know, I've achieved a lot 
professionally, and I'm super fortunate. I put in the work for it. And now personally, I just need to, you know, uh, next Wednesday, 11, 11, 9 p.m. on the Bravo Network, you're going to see a guy struggling on the personal side. Uh, but, and I'm going to be putting on that work, putting in that work on a, on a damn reality show, but it, you'll see it, man. It's, uh, well, I think it, I, I don't want to rescue here, Seth, but I'm just going to tell you right now: there's going to be a zillion people watching that show who are going to who are going to relate exactly to where you're at. They will understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I hope so. I hope so because that to me is if you get an opportunity like you have on a regular basis for your voice to be heard on on WGN and fan sided and the different networks you're affiliated with. It's truly to me, if you could have more meaning and more purpose when you get that opportunity to have a voice that can touch people, and that's always what's inspired me about what you do and, and why I was in it. I love broadcasting. I love what you do. You and I worked together early, and I gave up on that career to go into corporate America for the for the money, right? I, I sold out on myself for money, and I gave up what I truly love, which is which is sharing my views and hearing other people's views and doing that through sports just because I love sports. Um, but when I, as you, as I grew and grow, I realized that like you said, I mean, like we said, life is the ultimate sport and I think it's fun to talk about. Well, you fell in love with a beautiful woman at a very young age. You had a high lifestyle High level of living came from you know a couple dollars, so she was expecting a lot from you, and many guys would have wilted from that and ran from the responsibility of actually trying to do it. You had the confidence in yourself that you could actually provide to that level, and you've gone out and done it. So you should affirm the shit out of yourself that you actually took on that level of burden and heat to do it. And, and maybe you were doing it for yourself, but you were certainly also doing it for your wife and for your kids, and you went out and did it, so you should be nothing but proud of, uh, proud of that, pal. So don't ever uh, – I know that you've got the radio and broadcasting dream, and you have some regrets there, but you should be extremely proud that you were actually willing to do that because I'm telling you, if I met the same woman who was and was super beautiful and all that and she wanted to have a family but wanted that lifestyle, I would have run for the hills. You took it on, and you get, you get a ton of credit for that. Yeah, act like you've been there before, man. It, 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 for me, you know, I, I blew off. I'm one of those guys that didn't take school seriously, you know, uh, seldomly ever brought a book home. And, you, you know, I realized, I, I, in hindsight, I wish I did take school more seriously in some ways. But Me too. I will tell you, that, I will tell you though, in the end, it doesn't matter. The education is nice to have, but if you're not willing to put in the work uh, and, and out hustle and put that effort in because you can, anyone can be successful if they're willing to embrace the grind, not just in personal development, right? That That's really hard stuff. It's super easy. Whatever you're doing professionally right now, for me, I had to, you know, I'm, I'm in the, in the, in the retail off price, you know, I'm a CEO I got into the liquidation business and off-price retail, and and that's what was you know affording me income. And I said, all right, this is what this is the professional game I'm in. How do I get to the top? 
right? If I'm going to be in this game before I tap out of this game, 24, I started it 25 years ago when I, you know, what I'm going to give it 110%. I'm going to Dennis Rodman. I'm going to lay out for every fucking loose ball there is. I'm going to get every 50, 50 ball proverbially in, you know, the effort and the hustle that is not taught. It cannot be taught. It is a decision you have to make is I'm going to outwork you. It's an old, I can't, I feel like I sound like OB here, but professionally, it, that's the secret sauce. I'll, I would say hustle and relationships, right? And being transparent and genuine. Those four things, hustle, relationships, transparency, and being genuine. And if you can build those things, those tools, people will start to trust you and you can build partnerships within if you're working with your coworkers, they'll see this guy's busting his fucking ass and I respect him and he's transparent, he's hustling, he's working hard, he's genuine. When you get those attributes and that becomes who you are professionally, then you the, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. I carry a calculator, it's in my fucking phone, right? So I, I I'm not great at math, but I can do any math problem. So I I I just think that it's so important for anyone listening. They might hate their fucking job, but if you approach it, that I'm going to be the best I can be until I realize, you know, I'm going to hit the top. If you're, if you got a ceiling above your head, quit your job. or Don't quit it yet until you have another one, by the way, but keep going till you get a higher ceiling and keep climbing that ladder. There's a great story in sports. I had an unbelievable opportunity to have dinner with one of the great defensemen in hockey, arguably the best, certainly the best offensive defenseman that ever played, I think, a guy named Paul Coffey, Hall of Famer, had dinner with him. And I said to him, you know, uh, did, when, how, you know what drove you? To, you know, hockey is, I think it's an un, unbelievable effort and hustle game and mental game. Um, and he said, you know, he, he always played offense. He loved scoring. And when he got to the NHL, uh, they moved him to defense. And he went and his dad he had a great relationship with his dad. And his dad told him just what I said about being, he said, you're going to be the best defenseman. You go become the best defenseman. Embrace the position you're in. And we've talked about this. When you embrace the role you're in, your role will expand. His expanded so much so that obviously became one of the best defensemen, but it was because of the mindset. Most people hate their fucking job. Majority of America hates their fucking job. I was no different when I started. I hated my fucking job, right? And then I changed my mindset and said, I'm going to be the best I can be at this job. And, you know, fast forward, I, I CEO of a public company, uh, I've had numerous roles in that C-suite and I'm, you know, uh, with these Ivy leaguers and I realize these guys don't have the mindset. Mindset is everything. Mindset, mindset, mindset. And, you know, I think if, when, you know, you could love the job you're in if you approach it with the mindset that you want to be the best. Wake up and win every day, baby. Yeah, I mean, we should we should edit this down into three minutes if we could. 
is every I mean anything beyond three minutes, I'm kind of it's a diminishing return listening to me. I'm listening to myself saying, "Shut this fucking guy up already." I think you were amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> Different dive on a windy. We can't do. I, I don't have the. I don't have the effort in me to go. Uh, well, down. how did you? I mean, hey, let me ask you. You never relented, right? There's so many guys that put That's... like a time frame in their mind. I'm going to go to Hollywood and try to be an actor and get a waiter job, and I'll do that for three years. If I don't make it, I'll go into corporate America. Not... You never, never in your mind, and and I don't think the people know you were doing in Kansas City. You were in Texas. You're in a lot of markets grinding to come back home to one of the, to the greatest sports market in the world, Chicago, to get to WGN. You did Kansas City Royals baseball when they won the World Series, but you weren't, at no point in your career did you give up. So what is Not, your secret? You could tell me, because I made my career my passion. I had to manufacture that and engineer corporate America into being a passion of mine, but it wasn't something I ever grew up wanting and dreaming to be and i had to just channel it and change my mindset and turn it into a game and into a sport you never gave up on your childhood dream of becoming you know check topic 2.0 what in your you know you're interviewing shaquille o'neal i listened to that one it was unbelievable i heard a lot you get some great interviews but no one ever interviews you and you're a guy just like me right I believe you're an effort guy too. I mean, but what I'm drove gonna, you to never give up? I'm going to send you Liam McEwen's uh, press pass for the big lead where he interviewed me for an hour, which I didn't think lit that I certainly didn't think my boss at WGN would listen to. And I don't know what the hell I said on there, but I was way too honest. Uh, so I, it's a full deep dive. I think you'll enjoy it. So anybody who wants a further elaboration, who's still listening to this podcast right now, if you want to learn more about me, that I would check out the press pass with uh, Liam. But uh, I, the cliff I, note to that? If we don't have uh, the, time the, to listen the, to the, that, the cliff note the, that drove the, you to stay true and never sell out on your dream. Cliff note version was I. There's no. It's not anything that I'm really super proud of, honestly. I mean, I, we started together. I stayed in radio, went to DeKalb, Illinois to do small market radio, got out of it, did sales, wanted to stick a pencil inside my neck or th- into my eye. <laughs> so, so went, went, you know, went on a two month journey to Europe and hung out and then was on a plane back to the States and it was hovering over Lake Michigan. I was like, any chance this plane could just dive deep down into Lake Michigan and not come up for air. Cause I have no idea what I want to do with my life. But our guy, Ryan Marks gave me uh, an opportunity to go do play by play in Austin, Texas. And I just knew at that time that that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know I have any real plan on how, what I wanted or how it was going to happen, but I just kept going, man. Cause I didn't want to do anything else. Um, and, 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 and I just, you know, got to GN cause Marks and cap were friends and cap interviewed me on July 4th. I was, you know, I'm standing there on Michigan Avenue reviewing my resume and he, and he, I, I mean, obviously I know who cap is, but he hadn't seen me in a long time and it probably never even remembered meeting me, 
But he walks up. He's like, you're Mark Harmon, aren't you? That you're reviewing your resume before the interview right now? I'm like, that's correct. I'm looking for typos here, Cappy. (laughs) (laughs) And the reality is that resume didn't matter. No, no. We we got in his little office and he was eating Frosted Flakes on July the 4th. And we were just having a good time. And he's like, all right, tell me about why you want this job. And uh, from there, it just. You know, I produced Cap, but I wanted to get on the air, so I had to go to Kansas City, and then I got fired in Kansas City, but Nick Wright was took care of me and blasted the radio station on Twitter, so Yahoo hired me, and so I went to Houston. That You would have loved that tenure. Talk about uh, nothing like meeting, a, staying in a room on a golf course with Jimbo, divorced 63-year-old, because I knew the job was shit, and I wasn't going to stay there, so I rented a room off of Craigslist, outstanding living situation. And uh, then I came back here at 40, and I was going to be done. I was going to go into the hostel industry, which is an interesting turn. But Cap brought me back to GN. And then I started doing growth work after that at some point. And that's when I actually really started opening up to what my potential could be and working at it as hard as I work at it now and, and, and being uh, doing a lot of the hunger stuff that I'm talking about and, and realizing that I was always happy to be the mascot in the room and let me be the manager of the basketball team and not the starting point guard. And finally owning that, dude, you want to be the freaking point guard. What does it take to be the point guard? How hard do you have to work? Let's do that. And let's see how far we can get and take all the hurts along the way. So that's really, in essence, what's... um... Well, really, what you said to me just now, ironically, you rewind seven minutes ago, was you embraced your role and your role expanded. And when you not just embraced it, you attacked it, right? You you tried to be the best producer for David Kaplan, uh, you know, and and he recognized it. You formed that relationship. You got your on-air shot again. And you knew. Let, in, let, in, 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 let me right? stop. I mean, and then let me stop. Right. Well, hold on. Let me you stop also you on the relationship factor. You yeah. also had the relationship factor. Yeah, but so I, I actually want to call that out because you just named that. I made a mistake back then. I still wanted to be on air, guy, and I did not. I, I would have had a even. Be, I have a great relationship with Cap, but I would have had an even better relationship with him if I had realized that my role was just to make him look good, especially when I was a sidekick on a show, and not try to show that I'm Johnny Smart Guy. You really want to lift up the people around you because rising tide does raise all boats. That is a huge learn for those who are in a number two position to embrace being the number two. You understand that better than anyone, Seth. I, yeah, man, you know, I, I got super lucky in having a guy that a lot of people in Chicago know as a mentor, still to this day, have a regular communication with his coach, Jerry Wainwright. Um, and he always said, he always said, uh, you know, he left Highland Park High School, went to Xavier with Bob Stack. Bob Stack went to Wake Forest, and Jerry, he, he took Jerry Wainwright as his head assistant course jerry wainwright found a guy named tim duncan before the internet and recruited him and in the the, the the coach wainwright who you know is a great example he just wanted to be an educator in high school and a great basketball high school basketball coach but when you take a bunch of undersized kids into the sweet 16 uh and and keep winning in the central suburban league he's recognized by other coaches uh but he embraced his role he taught me what you're saying which is you know uh embrace that role but 
also, I, I just think uh, more than anything, it's, it's every day is an opportunity. Every single day is an opportunity to That's get right. better than, 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 than yesterday. And it, it's just one day at a time. That's right, baby. Wake up hungry. Seth Marks, this has been a treat, my brother. Little deep dive on a one, on a Thursday night, uh, and as deep as two guys like us can get, I think. Right? Yeah, I mean, no, we no. want to get deeper. We we got a lot of work to do to get a little deeper, though. Yeah, I mean, I think we got at least three feet deep in the shallow end of the pool tonight, and <laughs> and I'm 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 damn proud of it. Uh, check out the windy. Give me a give me a rating, a like, a subscribe. If you listen, I hopefully will be able to continue my career realize that you have a lot of power in my life. So thank you uh, for checking out. Zoom out, out then in. That, zoom out, then in. Zoom out, then in. Like, zoom out, then in. Zoom out meaning take a step back, take as many steps back, get as high as you can, see the whole field of life, and then connect with your zen, right? And then start making decisions from your gut and your heart and not emotionally. Mark. Zoom out, zen in. Zoom out, zen in. Mark. Carmen at Gmail. If you want to delve deeper into the conversation tonight, I always love talking growth work. Seth, uh, I'm, I'm sure is available as well. What's your favorite quote to live by, Mark? I think we got to go, Jordan. I can't accept not trying. <laughs> Mine is there's no better way to see the competition. Then with a good selfie. Yeah, I saw that. You put that one out the other day. I loved that one. That's awesome. All right, we got to go. And the, but go ahead. Keep going. I, no, devolvers live in the past. Evolvers learn from it. If you wallow in the past, you will never find today. Reaching our potential is a daily process, Mark, that requires emotional endurance and mastering the and mastering the art of ignoring negativity and embracing discomfort with composed perseverance. I mean, I can hang up right now and you can just keep going and keep talking for I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Hang up on me, honestly. It'll make me better. It'll be like a painful thing for me, and I'll be like, damn, he hung up, and I'll get better from it. No, I can't do it, but I'm going to end the podcast. Part two is coming again. We'll, we'll, we'll check in with Seth as we see a couple episodes here. Real Housewives, Utah, November 11th on Bravo. Check it out. It's been the Windy City Podcast. A mistake. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.